0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the scattered abroad podcast i'm your host chase Crete. we are recording live at polishing the pulpit 2022 to my right we have michael and matt to my left we have caleb and today we've got a hefty subject indeed we're talking about the justice of god behold our god in justice the first question we want to talk about today is how does god define justice I think the best description that I can think of when it comes to justice is found in Deuteronomy 32, verses two, 3 and 4. It says, For I proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. He is, number one, the rock. And this shows the stability of the justice of God. Number two, his work is perfect, complete, with uh, no wrongdoing whatsoever. Number three, for all, that is the totality of his ways, are justice. And number four, a God of truth and without injustice. So, the opposite of injustice. And then number five, righteous and upright is he. So again, we have the idea of God being completely good, omnibenevolent, if you will. Guys, what do you think about that? Well,
1: I I also think about something like Jude 15, where it says that uh, to execute judgment upon all and convict all the ungodly of all their works of ungodliness, which they have ungodly wrought. Um, So I I think about that kind of coupled with it. God is a just God. He cannot judge anybody without being just. You wouldn't want anybody that was crooked being a judge for you in any sort of matter. And so God has to be just and to, in order to give judgment. And so that's what he's doing in all this. He's giving
0: judgment. And so he has to be a just God in order to do that. One word that kind of comes to my mind is is the idea of fair. Is that a, a fair assessment? Sure. Right, Yeah.
2: Yeah, when you think about justice, the problem with our society and our culture and country is justice doesn't always exist. Uh, The the court systems are not always playing out the way that they need to. Uh, Lawyers are not always upstanding people. Judges can sometimes not be the greatest people. And government itself can be corrupt. I mean, from the local all the way to just countrywide government, you can find corrupt people throughout those branches of government and so when I think about justice with God I mean the the New Oxford Dictionary defines justice as just behavior or treatment and so you're basically doing something to be fair and reasonable but we also have justice from the idea of way God defines it when you look up the word justice in the New King James Version you'll find it about 129 times in different verses Uh, you'll find it 130 matches but in 129 verses 122 of those verses are from the Old Testament there's a lot of justice being talked about and he's not talking about you know the judicial system where people have gone to court he's talking about I'm going to bring fair and just treatment upon wicked nations or upon people who need to be given justice I'm going to have justice provided for those individuals and for example in genesis eighteen nineteen, it says i've known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him that they keep the way of the lord and here's the way of the lord to do righteousness mm-hmm. and justice right and so how god defines justice it's who he is sure it's yeah. not just an attribute <clears throat> that he has it's it's who he is he's just
3: right, right. Well, you, when you think about i'm uh, sorry i didn't mean to overrun ahead. you there but when you think about um like michael you mentioned talking about and like in, in, in a courtroom uh, setting in our world today, um, our judges make calls and decisions that they have deemed correct. Mm-hmm. And they have handed out rulings in different cases because they think that is what the evidence has led to. Yeah. But you and I know that sometimes judges make mistakes. Sometimes judges do not hand out justice, um, or perhaps a judge's bias, um, and different things like a lot of different factors in those kinds of things. Um, But it's interesting when we think about God, He is always just because he is always going to be perfect. That's his nature, Matthew 5 and verse 48. Um, And so we can have great confidence in our God in that the rulings um, that he has handed out in the judgment that one day we're going to stand before him, 2 Corinthians chapter five and verse 10, um, it's going to be a just judgment. um, And there's not gonna be any room for us to say, well, you were biased or well, you didn't have all the evidence or well, this or that, whatever it might be. Our God is just, and we know that he's just, we can have confidence in that. Because, um, because he's perfect, and we don't have to worry about that,
0: right? Know? And uh, one of the things that you mentioned, Michael, was all the the times in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, where the concept of justice or just is brought up. In a lot of those cases, it's talking about the just nature of God. Yeah. But then also, we also see throughout the Bible the idea that we are to be just as well. And uh, I go to Second Samuel twenty-three in verse three. In David's last words right before he is going to pass from the earth he says the God of Israel said the rock of Israel spoke to me he who rules over men must be just ruling in the fear of God so when we talk about just rulers in in the the higher authorities we have to understand that God expects them to rule justly he expects them to rule fairly and as you mentioned, there's so much injustice in the world around us, and we see people messing that up, but God demands uh, the right
2: you know, justice. Yeah, in Deuteronomy 16, verses 18 through 20, there is a section on justice, and this is what they're told to do. You shall appoint judges and officers in all your gates, which the Lord your God gives you, according to your tribes. They shall judge the people with just judgment. And then he says this in verse 19, a lot of people in our world today that are serving in positions of power, whether it's politically or judicially, need to remember this verse. You shall not pervert justice. You shall not show partiality, nor take a bribe, for a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise and twists the words of the righteous. You shall follow what is altogether just. Verse 20, that you may live and inherit the land which the Lord your God is giving you. I I saw certain bills that our nation's leaders pass, and there's millions upon millions of dollars of different things being sent to other countries. And the reason we're doing that is because we're trying to bribe them. Basically, look at the help we've given you. Meanwhile, our own people are suffering. Our own people, frontline workers were struggling during COVID and no relief was really given to them. Nothing was done. That's not justice. Justice is not giving money to every single person that is around you and saying hey, we gave you this now You've got to help us. God says don't pervert justice. Don't pervert being looked at by the people as being a just judge Mm -hmm. because if I can see a crookedness in the justice system today if I can see a problem with all of the things that are going on then what I know is that I can't trust anything else and it makes everything else tainted it's just like we often say with lying if you tell me a lie everything else that comes out of your mouth is going to be hard for me to know what's true and what's not that's not my problem that's your problem for the lie if i look at something in our justice system and say i'm not sure it's just it's not god's fault it's their fault right they're the ones that have become corrupt and if we would remember though it's in the old testament deuteronomy 16 18 through 20 that'll preach big time today big time we need more just judges in our justice system more just people serving in political positions of power to help our country
0: right right well you think about when we talk about justice from the human perspective why did god give us the the higher powers the the ruling authorities he did it so that there could be punishment of evildoers and we need to understand that the just nature of god Demands punishment of evildoers. If sure. if God were to just bear with and put up with evil, then what would that make God? That would that would make him cease to be all good if he's right. just okay with evil. So therefore, evil demands to be punished. Mm-hmm. Well, the same thing is the case with with uh, you know the ruling authorities today. They they exist so that evildoers will be punished. And, and I think it talks about this in. Uh, is it Romans chapter 13? Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Governments do not bear the sword in vain, et cetera. And so we need to understand, you know, the bottom line when it comes to justice is there's, there's a problem called sin. There's right. a problem called evil. And because we have sin, we have evil. Therefore, there has to be
3: punishment. Absolutely. Yeah. In
1: you know, Romans chapter 13 that you're just describing, um, it talks about how That the government is actually there for the people to do, to protect uh, the people. Now, is that always the case? Well, no. No, But, you know, that's what it's supposed to be for. It's supposed to be for the people. And um, But that, of course, there's another aspect of that, too, is that there are some people who don't like justice. And the reason for it is because they're not living right. In Proverbs 28 and verse 5, it mentions this very thing. Evil men understand not justice. But they that seek jehovah understand all things you know we we if we're trying to do the right thing then we're going to understand what justice is about but we're going to think that we're being cheated all the time if if we're doing the wrong things you know we're going to be in a bad spot
0: right there's a a verse in nehemiah that i find very interesting it's nehemiah uh, 9 verse 33 it says however you talking about god are just in all that has befallen us for you have dealt faithfully, but we have done what? We have done wickedly. And Nehemiah is really owning up there to the wickedness of the people. The context, verse 3, says that for a one-fourth of the day, six hours, they read from the book of the law, and another fourth of the day, they confessed their sins and worshiped God. So when we view our imperfections, our flaws, our sins, we need to understand that there is a, a just God that we serve, and we need to be humble and remember that His justice, again, requires that we um, that we be punished for sins. And ultimately, we need to think about Jesus and the punishment that He bore on the cross for us so that we can have the opportunity to, to be saved. Uh, and And what He did for us on the cross made a way for us to be justified which i want to talk about that briefly because i do feel like uh no no episode on the justice of god and honestly we could do a whole season of episodes just on this but no episode would be complete without talking about justification so would anybody like to maybe briefly talk about justification and and what that means to the christian
3: well people say it's like when you look at the grace and the mercy of god the blood of jesus it makes you and i um, and it's a play on the word justify that makes it as if, just if I'd never sinned, right? Yeah, and right. It, it's what allows you and I to have the opportunity to be able to have fellowship with God and to be able to have that hope of an eternal home uh, in heaven with him. And so if it wasn't for God's justice, there would be no way to have any kind of justification um, in our lives. And so that's, that's one of the, it's the greatest blessing that we have, right. um, being able to know that. It's what God has done, and it's because of the nature of God that it allows us the opportunity uh, to, to be able to wash our sins away and to be able to be in fellowship and in harmony with Him.
0: Right. Yeah, a couple of verses on this. Uh, Romans one seventeen: the just shall live by his faith. Most can probably quote Romans one sixteen: for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone right. who believes, the Jew first and also to the Gentile. But the just, going after that, will live by his faith and, and that's how we are required to live because of the just nature of god he requires that we live out our faith and there's a lot to that you could look at romans chapter 12 again with with your podcast caleb the transformed podcast romans 12 1 and 2. Yep. Uh, and again we we have a responsibility to live out the christian life first uh, corinthians 6 verse 11 and such were some of you but you were washed you were sanctified you were justified in the name of the lord jesus and by the spirit of our God. So again, the just nature of God uh, demands punishment, but thankfully, praise be to God, that as Christians, we, we do stand justified uh, in presence of God. Yeah. Absolutely. We want to Absolutely. move on to our second question, which says, uh, how should our nation execute justice in this modern age? We've talked about this a little bit already, but how can our nation specifically execute proper justice? I, I know we talked about how there's so much uh, lack of justice. From time to time, but how can we properly execute justice? Well, I think that um, there's a couple
1: of things I'd like to say on this. Number one is that um, in John 12, and verse 48, he that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him the words that I've spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. You know, we're judged spiritually by the word of God, but even our laws are based on initially, we're based on things from the scriptures, you know. Um, There are, you know, we we oftentimes refer to the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20. And, you know, a lot of our laws are based off of things just like that and based off of other biblical things that we see throughout Leviticus, even with um, how people handle certain situations. Um, But all that being said, um, you know, I think sometimes people, Christians in particular, go, well, we can't tell the world around us to to follow the Bible. And I get that. But I, there's an interesting read, I believe it was Norman Geisler that did a, uh, wrote a book called Legislating Morality. And, and he was asking that very question of, you know, can we legislate morality? And really it's the responsibility of us to legislate morality, because that's what laws are really based on, our morals. Yeah. Um, the whole idea of you know, thou shalt not kill or murder rather, that's based on a
0: moral law. And so, yeah, we do need to legislate morality. Right, and and when we say that, we understand you can't force people in a sense that we all have free will. You can't force somebody to do right, but you know what you can do? You can punish when they do wrong. And if the justice system would punish more faithfully and and more swiftly, if you will, you you have to understand that crime would would plummet because again, uh, you know, if somebody, for instance, murders somebody today they may be on death row, which we're going to talk about a little bit. They may be on death row for 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. And so what kind of uh, what kind of reason does that give for somebody not to murder somebody? Well, well, I might get the death penalty and it's a big might. But Mm -hmm. even if I do, it's going to be 30 or 40 years. I was going to die by then anyway, probably. So I might as well go ahead and do it, you know. Mm -hmm. So the Bible really talks about the importance of swift justice and, and proper justice and fair justice. Proverbs 17, verse 15 says, He who justifies the wicked, the wicked justifies the wicked, basically bears with and says the wicked are okay. Mm-hmm. He who justifies the wicked, but also on the other side of the coin, he who condemns the just, he who calls, calls guilty somebody who was innocent, both of them alike are an abomination to the Lord. And so again, our justice system must get this right. We we must uh, look for fairness and and truth in proceedings uh, in the court system
2: and, and what have you. The biggest deterrent for speeding is not the speed limit sign, it's, it's when you see speed. a police officer right. sitting up ahead yeah. and you know if I barrel past him, <clears throat> I'm going to probably get pulled over and you see it all the time, the people in front of you start slowing down and you can tell, oh, there must be a police officer up ahead because everybody's slowing down. It's a deterrent there's a punishment associated with speeding nobody wants to have that punishment we'll talk about it and I don't want to get too on to it but we don't have that with almost anything else though right we don't have a true deterrent for most of everything else to where people would not want to do it but in regards to how our nation should execute justice I'm reminded of Zechariah chapter 7 verses 9 through 14 where God had told them to execute true justice and show mercy and compassion everyone to his brother. Don't oppress the widow or fatherless, the alien or the poor. Let none of you plan evil in his heart against his brother. Basically, be good people. The the justice people, just people are ones who execute justice. Justice is don't be a jerk. Be a nice person to the people that are around you. But we have in verse 11, they refuse to heed They didn't listen. They shrugged their shoulders and stopped their ears so they couldn't hear. They made their hearts like flint, refusing to hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts had sent. And so it came to a point where they were calling out, and God says, I wouldn't listen. Right. I'm not going to listen to you anymore. I scattered them with a whirlwind among all the nations that they'd not known. Thus the land became desolate after them so that no one passed through or returned. They made the pleasant land desolate, so they lost it. I, I think about all of the things that that is talking about with captivity and other things associated with it our nation does not care about fellow man we talk a big game both sides of the political aisle talk a big game the church talks a big game the community talks a big game and we do basically nothing to actually do that and so when you're thinking about justice and trying to be good people associated with how our nation is supposed to treat it it needs to stop being about how i can get ahead in life and about how other people can be benefited and how i can take care of them and if i do that I won't murder people i won't steal from people i won't harm people and that's how i'm going to have a better life and a better overall nation
0: yeah i mean how much of of godly principles are summed up by the golden rule how many godly principles are, are summed up by you shall love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself all of it's contained within these concepts and and unfortunately uh we live in a society that basically is every man for himself right. and, and you, you get into injustice. A lot of times that's what it boils down to. It's, uh, what can I do? W- what can I gain from this bribe? So that injustice, uh, is performed instead of justice, uh, maybe in a court type situation or, or what have you. Um, you, you mentioned, uh, speeding on the highway. Yeah. How many times have you been driving down the highway and, uh, flow of traffic or what have you, maybe you're going a little too fast, and then you see that person in front of you tap their brakes. And you know what that means. And you better slow down because you see that, you know, the enforcer is over the hill. And the same is is true with God. We need to understand that he is always there and he's always watching. He's always enforcing. And um, sometimes we need to hit the brakes. (laughs) We need to check ourselves and make sure that we're living within his will. Right. Uh, what about this? Does God ever give justification for capital punishment in yes. the Bible? Yes.
2: Yes. Next question. No. But right. In all honesty, <laughs> I want to I cover this. I know you've got something from the Old Testament. I want to cover this from the New Testament. And I'm, I'm going to get a little heated about this because I get very upset with the notion that Jesus was against capital punishment because he told Peter to put away his sword. Can I just, we're all friends here, and I know you know where I'm coming from with this. That is one of the most illogical statements that members of the Lord's body can make. And here's why. Number one, Peter had a sword. Mm. Yep. End of discussion. If and, it was and wrong. Who,
1: who asked him to go to, buy one? Who asked price. him to go yeah. buy
2: another one? In Luke <laughs> chapter 22 and verse 38, Peter says, Lord, look, here's two swords. And Jesus says, that's enough. Yeah, That's good. Yep. It, that would have been the time for Jesus to say, what is wrong with you? Yeah, right. Peter, yeah. do you not understand? You're not <laughs> supposed to. And the fact that Peter was able to draw a sword and slice off an ear and he's probably as we've all heard before he's probably not aiming for the ear right. fishermen weren't known for yeah. their swordsmanship <laughs> and so he's he's trying to probably protect jesus's life and jesus says put away your sword and then people have taken that verse and said see god's against protecting yourself well if someone breaks into my house i am the capital punishment right i am the punishment that can take place that night jesus told his disciples they could carry a sword and i have a right to defend myself and so should the nation think about how illogical that is if i can defend myself because jesus allowed me to have a sword why can't the nation defend itself from some of the vilest offenders of the law and people that like you mentioned earlier they sit on death row and we fund their life for the remainder of their days and they get the death penalty it's old age or they get maybe killed in prison i know john wayne gacy is a very notorious serial killer he was stabbed in his cell Jeffrey Dahmer is one that we know that was also stabbed in his cell, though he was a Christian. He was an individual who had become a Christian. Mm -hmm. But that's if you don't die from capital punishment, you either die from another inmate or you die of old age. Or in some unfortunate cases, as I know of one situation where a drunk driver tragically ran down a family and killed their two-year-old, he got out after nine years because of the way the prison system worked. You could basically stack up days off your sentence by doing certain things. He did that, and he got out after murdering a two-year-old. That's sick. Our nation is wrong when it comes to capital punishment, and it's very simple. If I can protect myself, the nation can protect itself too. That's my soapbox. I'm hopping off now and letting you guys continue the thought.
3: Next question.
0: (laughs) So uh, the Second Amendment, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, uh, that's that's really good points, and it's just it's it's a far cry from justice when you see people who who do such atrocities such as that that you mentioned, and yet they they get off lightly, you know. Right. And uh, we do see that very often though, and and we wonder why the crime rates are as high as they are. You
1: know, I, I think it's good to point out here too that even though, and of course, you know, we don't even have to go into the Old Testament and talk about all the stoning and all those kind of things, but. God doesn't really want this. This is justice, but God doesn't even want this for the people that are doing it. He in doesn't Ezek- enjoy it. No. Right. In Ezekiel 33 and verse 11, it says, Say unto them as I live, saith the Lord Jehovah, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, right. but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will ye die, O
0: house of Israel? Yep. But at the same time, again, God's just nature right. demands punishment. Right. right. And, Absolutely. Uh, and so He he doesn't, glory in it. He doesn't enjoy the fact that he's punishing, but he he does do it because of his justness. And uh, I've got a list of different uh, capital offenses that I found in the Old Testament. There are a lot. I may have even missed a few, but just listen to these. Homicide, striking, cursing or rebelling against one's parents, kidnapping, witchcraft, worshiping other gods, blaspheming the Lord's name, violating the Sabbath, child sacrifice, incest, adultery, homosexuality, prostitution, rape, bestiality, being a false prophet, persuading people to worship other gods, and even things that we might think of as quote-unquote minor offenses, but they were not minor minor at all, Uh, non-Levites touching the tabernacle items, uh, Numbers 1 verse 51, non-Levites trying to carry out priestly duties, Numbers 3 verse 10. If you ignored or refused to heed the priesthood's judgments, then you were to be put to death. Deuteronomy 17, verse 12. Bearing false witness to try to get someone else put to death would bring the death penalty upon the false witness. Deuteronomy 19, verses 16 through 21. That's quite the list of uh, <laughs> capital offenses. In five verses.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's five verses, and there are what? almost. 20 something things listed basically yeah, yeah some of these I, can you are imagine found imagine like being under the old law like oh, okay, that too now yeah, yeah right but still for, for i
3: mean man, there will be a whole there be a whole lot less people in the we world would right all now died. that's right <laughs> exactly yeah, that's what i'm we saying
2: we all rebelled against our but we, yeah, been, we all would have been stoned have for been rebelling stoned against our parents.
3: with yeah. great impunity i would have been like, i would have been five minutes old and that's yeah,
1: it right <laughs> no, i i would have been just fine it's
0: okay i was i was an obedient child
2: you just lied you just lied we so you too. would have been stoned yeah we, stone. we can
0: stone you now um, right uh <laughs> check out exodus chapters 21 and 22. that's where a lot of those were found yeah also uh there are plenty of examples of the death penalty can you guys think
2: of some i think of Achan in know uh, right, joshua yeah. chapter East, seven and what's not focused on and i don't want to get ahead of our season plan but in acts chapter 5 the death penalty is issued as well, yeah, to right. Ananias and Sapphira mm-hmm. for lying right. and blaspheming the disciples' authority. Right, and God strikes them dead. People talk about God changed from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Read Acts chapter five. He didn't change. Right, it just be- we had a better law. We had a law that was less restrictive in the way that if you did this, it's now a children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right, not for we will stone you right. if you don't. We were given a better covenant, yeah. but there were still certain punishments that were done that. Acts 5.11, great fear came upon all the people that were there because they said, we probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. That's not a good yeah. thing for us to be involved in doing. One it's, of
0: the things that I think we uh, we forget sometimes is just because this was written in the Pentateuch, for instance, doesn't mean the Israelites were all, always following it like they were supposed right. to. So a lot of right. times they didn't, and, mm-hmm. and they reached the consequences of that later on when, when you had rebellious generations arising yeah. that did not know the Lord. Just look at the book of Judges, for instance. Right. But uh, yeah, there's all kinds of examples. Uzzah, Uzzah mm. is one that you kind of feel for him because it seems like- You had, feel bad
3: for yeah, him. And it, it's interesting, even later on, David talks It talks about how David was angry, right. he was mad. Um, but we also know what got him killed in the first place was their disobedience to God. So again, right. punishment or their punishment is there because of a disobedience to the commands of God. So again, there's justice right. in what God did.
0: Yep. What about uh Nadab and Abihu and Leviticus, sure. Leviticus right. chapter ten. Sure. There there's so many examples of capital punishment, not just in the old testament like like uh Michael said, but also in the New Testament as well. Yeah. And so we've got to understand sure. that. But uh we we've got to move on so We're going to get to our last question in just a moment, but we want to take a break and tell you about our sponsor for this
2: season, the Memphis
0: School of Preaching. And Michael,
2: would you like to tell us more about that? Yeah, absolutely. The Memphis School of Preaching was kind enough to donate each host a Camelback, uh, what we can have to drink and stay hydrated in between sessions and filming. And we are thankful to them. Honestly, we've talked about this every season or every episode of this season. All of our hosts have been sponsored by the Memphis School of Preaching through the knowledge that we were able to possess and gain from the two-year program that we went through our studies and learning. I can't tell you how many times I go back through my notes and other things that I took and benefit from the time that those teachers took to teach me about the Bible. And I know you might be watching this and are interested in preaching the gospel. And if you are, we'll put the information in the show notes and you can reach out to us. MSOP is a two-year school a free two-year school. There's no debt when you get out. We offer degree completion through other Christian universities like Freed Hardeman, Amridge, Heritage, and Faulkner, and we can save you a lot of money if you come to MSOP first. And there's also affordable housing on campus not that far away. So if you're interested in preaching the gospel, reach out to us, check us out in the show notes, and we're thankful to MSOP for sponsoring us this season.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Just wonderful, wonderful memories at Memphis School of Preaching. All right, last question, guys. In about a minute and a half, what (laughs) will be the ultimate justice that God will show at the end of the age?
3: Well, if you're faithful, heaven, if you're not faithful, hell.
0: There you go. That summed it up. All right. (laughs) right, That was it. Yeah. episode. (laughs) That was good. Yep. uh, Matthew 13, verse 49. So it will be at the end of the age, the angels will come forth, separate the wicked from among the just. I think of uh, Matthew chapter twenty-five. What's uh, yep. what is Christ going to do on the judgment day? He's going to part. He's going to part the sheep from the goats. Mm-hmm. the The sheep will go on the right hand of God. The, the goats on the left. The goats into everlasting destruction. The sheep into the joy of the Lord. So that's going to happen on the day of judgment. So we appreciate you for tuning in to this episode of the Scattered Abroad podcast. Go and check out all of our podcasts at scatteredabroad.org. Check out our master feed in the app store of your choosing, and you can listen to all the various podcasts that we uh, have each day of the week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Tune in next month for another episode of the Scattered Abroad podcast.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.